0: Welcome to episode 23 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. This episode kicks off our series on prayer, and there are so many great quotes in these episodes. I'm going to read a couple of them right now because I think they're just such great quotes. The first one is, mystery isn't something that is gradually evaporating. It grows along with knowledge. And the second one is, prayer is a microcosm of Christian life. Again, great quotes. And in this episode, the guys talk about how we dive into the mystery of God and how, you know, growing in human love and the restriction that modern society places on it is something that's really important to think about. And how, as moderns, we tend to measure everything by feeling and experience. And encountering God is too big to fit into our senses. So, again, just some great thoughts in this episode. Really excited to bring this to you. Episode 23, Casting the Net.
1: Hi, I'm Father Dave Noss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, Father Dave here with my co-host Rick, and we are Casting the Net, ever grateful that you're spending... (laughs) some of your day with us so thanks for joining us for the conversation that we just simply enjoy having rick
2: absolutely are you are you ready for an extra spooky uh casting the net tonight (laughs) in honor of halloween (laughs)
1: um no because i'm about the
2: saints (laughs) for for, uh maybe the holy day (laughs) for our first time listeners uh there, there is nothing scary about our content it's just the <laughs> the hosts are a little odd sometimes.
1: But. Right, right. We've had too much sugar ourselves, right. maybe tonight. You know, it's getting to our brains. We, we have, uh, for those of you who have been with us for the last uh, several weeks, we have enjoyed mm-hmm. having had the opportunity to delve a little more deeply into God's holy word, into sacred scripture, what it is, from where it hails, how we know it's legitimate. How do we interpret and understand it and apply it to daily living and seeking to navigate the contours of Mm -hmm. sacred scripture? And we're looking to move off of that into another series,
2: this time on prayer. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually a pretty logical jump. Um, We talked last series about how scripture really, really is about helping us to commune with God um, prayer actually is a kind of communion with God mm. or us communing with God. Mm. And, and, you know, we we actually ended um, the last series sort of groping toward a uh, a Flannery O'Connor quotation that we didn't quite get there. Oh, yeah. It was like a dangling chat. Yeah. Well, I went. I, yeah, that's right.
1: As <laughs> election day. Yeah. Approach <laughs> Lord help us. Yeah.
2: Let <laughs> me yeah, let's let's do some praying on that uh, on <laughs> For that, sure. that account. But Serious, um me, you know, thinking the way I am, I, I went home and, and found the Flannery o- O'Connor quotation. Um and I thought it was apropos of what we're gonna launch into this series. Dude, that
1: is why you are at the top of your class. No.
2: Well, top of my class? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kindergarten that, that maybe or that preschool. Kind of, what?
1: It was that kind of follow through. <laughs> that kind of follow through. I was hey, not that I was not that kid who um wasn't going to sleep until it was, <laughs> you know, perfectly completed.
2: Well, I, I it, was, it was hide in my office and find the uh, the Flannery O'Connor quote, or you know, go change a diaper. So I, <laughs> I was, I was hiding.
1: Well, you're not as dad. That's
2: right. Um, what's no, but the, the, what's the, the quote the quotation is uh, mystery isn't something that is gradually evaporating; it grows along with knowledge. Wow! And I thought that was. Like I wow. said, apropos, just because there there is a great deal of mystery that's involved with prayer, um, at, at, which is also true of just the Christian life in general. Yeah. The deep, say, say that the, one more time. Say that one more time. Mystery isn't something that's gradually evaporating; hmm. it grows along with knowledge. Hmm. You know, so it's sort of like the deeper you push into it, um, the more obscure things get, but also the more serene and, and peaceful and comfortable you are about it. Wow. Um, and that, that's, I think that's very much the case with prayer and, and prayer in a lot of ways is just a microcosm of the Christian life. Yeah. as I, I think we're going to discuss uh, throughout this series, but, um, it, yeah, it's not a bad way to kick off uh, a series on prayer. I don't think. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that quote. Let me just stay with that a moment. Cause I'm stirred by that as you did not share that quote with me in advance of just having no, oh. uh, dropped it like the mic.
2: <laughs> I, I I wanted to, but you you wanted to come in cold. So I did. All right, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you offered. I said no. We'll do it live. Yeah, I like that.
2: That mystery
1: doesn't evaporate. In other words, if we think of if we think of God as mystery, right? Capital M. Mm-hmm. Right. He invites us. God first by sacred scripture. Yeah. Simply, graciously, gratuitously reveals himself to us, and does so not as enigma, hmm. but as persons, mm-hmm. right? One yeah. God, three persons,
2: yeah.
1: inviting us, uh, soliciting our response to his very love. Mm-hmm. And as we respond to his love, obediently and cheerfully, <laughs> we, we delve further into the mystery. Mm-hmm. It's not a mystery that we come to what um understand in a finite
2: yeah. like scientific
1: sort of way. Like a scientific sort of way, a project that you kind of study in order to be able to completely understand the dynamic. Yeah. Right. right. Rather, not unlike love. Right. Yes. Love love doesn't exhaust itself. Right. Beauty doesn't exhaust itself. Truth doesn't exhaust itself. Mm-hmm. It's inexhaustible. It's infinite. And the more we the more we delve into that which is beautiful the more we are fired in our imagination and our desire to continue the exploration. Mm -hmm. It's
2: inexhaustible. Yeah. It's a great point. And I was, I was, I was going to say that, um, there's, there's an analog or, or a comparison to be made with, with human love too. I mean, the the more you Mm. come to know somebody, Mm. the mystery doesn't evaporate. Mm. Um, you you find that there are layers upon layers and, um, part of loving is to be comfortable with that. Mm and as as moderns i think we're very uncomfortable with it because we yeah. we 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 think we've solved so much of what there is to know about the yeah. world yeah um we're just, it's just not something that I, I think it unsettles us and consequently i think that um we have some trouble with prayer too yeah um this idea of communing with a god who's mysterious um you know what what are we going to find like what's I, I can't I can't solve him, I can't wrap my brain around him what's what's going to be revealed to me or what what's this going to show me about myself? Yeah I think as moderns just I appreciate that insight as moderns
1: there's a there's an allergy towards the mysterious hmm. yeah yeah, you know, so i I'm, I'm just given thoughts as they're in the very uh, front of my uh cerebral cortex, which doesn't mean they're the the best thoughts, (laughs) (laughs) but we want to, um, we, we seemingly want to know everything yeah and almost the elimination of mystery. Right. Um, I, I, I kind of, I kind of grew up a little bit with that in, in my day and age of, um, our, the, the, the tremendous tapestry that is our Catholic Christian faith. Really being reduced to um, the bland hmm.
2: and the um, the beige to, shades to make it to make it knowable. You think? Is well, that, was that the aim? Or
1: I, I don't know what the aim was, but I know that the the um, the profundity of sound in music and choral music that would have characterized previous earlier eras. earlier eras of worship. Yeah. Right. Um, artistic beauty in churches where they were adorned with sacramentals that the statues, which are nothing more than three-dimensional pictures Mm -hmm. that invite us through the portal of encountering the mystery of God, somehow they're they're removed. And functionality and utilitarian aims seemed, at least in my experience and in the churches where parishes where I grew up, in the architecture, it became very functional, very utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Almost even, even words like, or, or titles like multi-purpose, yeah. that somehow this, we'll use this for worship on Sunday, and we'll use it for the school play on Tuesday, and we'll use it for the parents' club meeting on Thursday, mm-hmm. and didn't think much about that. Sure. The elimination of the mysterious or the mystery—the one who is mystery but reveals Himself to be known and loved and served—and yeah. yet in an inexhaustible way—I'm yeah. so grateful that you went and you you identified that quote <laughs> from Flannery O'Connor that we vaguely tried to remember. Mm-hmm. It frames it magnificently.
2: Yeah. So, what, where where was the rediscovery for you? How did you how did you learn otherwise? Well, and see, then seeing. Um, you know, church architecture and art and, and, uh, you know, music, prayer, yeah, is purely functional or pragmatic. How did yeah. you move past that? Or
1: boy, that's a, that's a great question. I, I don't know if it's ever been posed to me. Um, uh, I think it was more of the, the ones who were daring to delve more deeply into the mm-hmm. mystery who is God mm-hmm. <laughs> and love alone. Uh, not knowing that at the time, but finding their witness to faith, hope, and love compelling, and they were ones who prayer was a clearly a more intimate conversation, yeah, yeah. more personal conversation. Um, their worship was something that stirred themselves; it elicited uh, a more wholehearted response. Hmm. That their Catholic faith was not an activity on Sunday morning as much as it was ingrained as a lifestyle Mm -hmm. throughout the week where it wasn't so much maybe a a quoting of Scripture on Wednesday morning as much as it may have been a profound recognition of Christ in other Mm. who was different and needing to respond to that other with love and compassion. And I have to say my parents did embody that. By God's grace. Oh, and sure. I come from a family that embodied that. Yeah. And so my my comments there earlier about the, um, the elimination of or the reduction of mystery, beautiful, imagination, sensory, um, some of the ways that um, we practice the faith in previous generations, the reduction of that, mm-hmm. the lessening of that. Um, it wasn't altogether extinguished in my life. But I I came up in parishes that placed um I think I think at times an unhealthy center on human activity, human community. Yeah. Um yeah. feeling and emotion right. as opposed to crucified Christ whose suffering and death was for you and for me and for us all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think your point there, there about um, an emphasis on feeling and emotion um, actually figures in pretty heavily to, to prayer, you know, what, what we're embarking on here in this series. Um, I think I, I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are about just what what sort of difficulties people have with prayer or what are some misconceptions people have about mm. prayer. Um, mm. But one big one that I've noticed and that I, I fall, I mean, you know, I fall into it myself as I'm sure you do as well. We hey, try, don't judge me. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I Just fall because I'm human, <laughs> I fall into this for sure. Um, as moderns, we, we tend to measure everything by the standard of feeling and experience like, what did I get out of this? Yeah, and if I got something out of it, that's that makes it valuable, and if I didn't, it's not valuable. <laughs> the thing about prayer is it's an encounter with God who is too big to fit into our senses. <laughs> and so the likelihood of you feeling God in that, in the, in the way that we're speaking of yeah. is very slim. Yeah. You, you may feel something when you pray, but it's pr- it's probably not God. It's probably a grace or, or something along those, but it's not, it's not God himself. Um, and therefore, you know, if you approach prayer with that mindset that, um, you know, if, if I don't feel it, it's not valuable. You're You're probably going to miss out. You're going to miss the point of it. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I also think that we're so driven today by results. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and those feelings are related to that in the, what's in it for me? What does this do for me? What do I gain from this? How do I, and let's go back to Thomas Aquinas again, who's, who's such a great influence on your life. Yeah. Uh, wealth, power, pleasure, honor. How does that increase the big four within me? And if it, if it does from a natural point of view, Geez, I'm all in, right? But when it doesn't, huh? Yeah. It's a kind of a waste it's of my time, same. right? Yeah. But that is a pure example of self as center, not Christ as center,
2: right? Right. The great, um, the great masters of prayer, the, the you know, like the, the desert fathers and mothers and uh, other saints throughout the ages, have made the point that, um, you know, again whatever you're feeling during prayer, you may not feel anything at all. And that's one of, that's, that's one of the things that makes it like a microcosm of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of the Christian life is, you know, I don't get it. I don't feel it. Um, there's nothing apparently happening in my life right now. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. You know, that makes you sticking around even more meritorious, you know, saying yeah. nothing apparently is happening at this moment. I'm going to stay here anyway. Yeah.
1: Um, that's what faith is. I, I called mom earlier today. Yeah. No breaking news to share. Yeah. <laughs> no breaking news to receive from from her. <laughs> a rather, rather kind of ordinary, uh, couple of days since we last spoke directly, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Simply having the chance to connect. Yeah. And I know I will never regret a call that I make and a visit that I share.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm but you have to you have to look at it with with the with the with the right um with the right sight you know i mean it has to be uh has to be a vision that's that's informed by grace that's going to help you see that there 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 was even though there was nothing practically um resulting from it it was immeasurably valuable yeah. um by by modern secular standards it was a waste of time because no nothing productive happened but um you were communing with the one you love or, or mm-hmm. one of the one of the one of the persons you love mm-hmm Um, and that's what happens like at at its most basic level. That's what happens when we pray. We're not, we're not necessarily talking about saying our prayers here, although that's a wonderful thing, but just, you know, the kind of prayer that we are, that that like St. Paul speaks about in Thessalonians, you know, pray without ceasing. Yes. He's not talking about saying our prayers every second of the day. (sighs) That that's probably actually not advisable because there are a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of duties you have to see to. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't just give up on life. Right. <laughs> you know, God, S- sorry, Bishop. I'm praying without right. ceasing. So, sorry, Grace. I can't change your diaper right, <laughs> right. now. I'm, I'm I'm praying without ceasing. Then that that's right. that, that's that's a dereliction. You know. Um, yes, completely. It's, it's having an awareness of God's presence at all times, and you know there there are little moments where you get flashes of of that uh of that insight and and you know with fertilized with god's grace those those instances become sort of a habitual awareness it grows into a habitual awareness of god's presence and that's that's the kind of praying without ceasing that paul's talking about and that um you know that, that's the form of prayer we're talking about right now
1: beautiful friends he's rick i'm father dave he's a dad i'm a priest we're trying to become better christian fathers and together we're Casting the Net. Friends, he's Rick and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.